Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Geeks of the Machine Supernatural Edition. I am your host, Jasmine, and today we have Adelaide. Hello, Adelaide. Hi, Jasmine. And we're going to be going over Supernatural Season 7. So, Season 7 takes place immediately after Castiel's like, I am your god. (laughs) And of course, Sam and Dean are like, okay, I'm going to kneel down so you don't kill me. Which I feel like is a reasonable response. I agree. And I think if I just saw somebody take in that many souls from hell, I would probably kneel down to them too. At the very least, to spare my own neck. <laughs> Whether I believe it, eh, I don't care. I'm not going to believe in you necessarily, but I will I will save myself. <laughs> so, KCL has now appointed himself the new god and goes around righting all the wrongs in the world. Like, he's just everywhere, like, this is wrong. You should do better, Susan. What would have been funny to me is if he popped in on someone having premarital sex. And was like, yo. I was just about to question if they could show that, but I guess they probably could. That Like, if they just had two kids under the covers, that would be freaking hilarious. Oh, man. Like, because just imagine somebody popping in claiming to be God. Me, like, like, stop that. It's against the. It's against my code. <laughs> Sorry, like, let me show you the door, and maybe call the cops on the way out. I don't know, because if he just came into your house and you didn't hear anything except his just voice, I would be like, "Where did you come from?" I'd be more concerned why none of the animals did anything. Well, I have a cat, so he wouldn't have done anything anyway. Good are my pets if they don't act like alarms at the very least. Well, if he's claiming to be God, they're going to be like, I'm bowing down to this person. Like, I don't know. Animals sense power, right? I guess. I don't know. Eh, I don't know. Anyway, back on the main point. <laughs> Giving my golden retriever too much credit. She'd probably just wag her tail and lick him to death. <laughs> um, Castiel like, is slowly starting to lose control. Because of the entities inside of his body. But being his normal Castiel self, he's like, no, I can control this. <sighs> Were you surprised by Castiel? No. I'm never surprised when any of them are like, I can. They, they try to man up and take it. And guys, clearly we've seen enough of Supernatural to know you're going to fail at this point. Just admit it and move on. Eh. I don't I know. Castiel like two episodes instead of like twenty-two. Well, yeah, especially for Castiel, who literally—I don't think—I think he literally just turned the title of Civil War, so he's like, I can't lose now. <laughs> I mean, he won. He already vaporized Raphael. At this point, it's like, all right, Civil War is done. I win. I can put this back now. <laughs> instead of watching it rip my innards apart. So, at some point, Castiel realizes, like, hey, I've lost control of myself and slaughtered a group of people. Maybe I need some help. So, he goes to Sam, Dean, and Bobby, and they help him send the souls that he consumed back to Purgatory. My thing is this, and call me petty, call me horrible, whatever, I don't know if I would have helped Castiel. You know, I don't know either, and um, I'm sorry, this is mildly off topic. Weren't we at this point still saying that the 
the original owner of the body, I don't remember his name, the original owner of the body that Castiel's inhabiting, wasn't he alive still? Like, he, he was still yes. conscious in there. Yes. <laughs> After he'd already been, so he'd already been brought back once. And now <laughs> this happens. Is he still around at this point? Because I think he'd be like, I want to get off this ride. Please stop. <laughs> Uh, that's a fair point. And, well, at this point, he probably isn't with everything that's in there with him and Cassiel. You cut out entirely there. I'm sorry. What did you say? At this point, he probably wasn't alive anymore with everything that was inside of Cassiel. Oh, I agree. I think at some point, I mean, by now, one more, like, on the one hand, what's one more inhabitor? But on the other, he's the only human in there. And well, they... it wasn't one more. He brought all of Purgatory. No, no, no. I meant him on top of all of Purgatory in there. What's that one extra? <laughs> but he's the only human in there, and they probably were like, well, we're going to kill that thing first, and then we'll deal with everything else. <laughs> well, or they probably ignored him and didn't care about him. A little fly <laughs> on the wall. It just doesn't matter. Right. Like, you're weak in nothing. Anyway. Stay, because you, you aren't anything important. Just stay over there. <laughs> Um, after Cassiel throws everything back, then he's like, oh no, something stayed behind. Oh, oh no. And the Leviathans resurface in Cassiel's body. And basically they're like, yeah, we just killed Cassiel. Whatever. <laughs> Were you surprised? Uh, a little. Uh, thinking back to when I first saw this, I didn't really expect that twist. I knew something had to come up because there was, we had to see the big bad in the first two episodes, two or three episodes to actually get anywhere with this ep with this season. So I knew something was coming up. I just didn't think it would be A, Leviathans, and B, them still inhabiting Castiel and being like, nah, we just killed him. This is ours now. <laughs> Did you enjoy the Leviathan? I enjoy the reference. I don't know that I enjoy the the application of them, but I enjoy the idea. Hmm. Well, ultimately, the Viathans decide that they are going to dump themselves into a body of water and inhabit anyone who drinks it. Now, my first thought when watching this was, well, good thing everyone drinks bottled water now. Ha, <laughs> good point. <laughs> And does filtered water work? Like, does it filter out Leviathan? Like, <laughs> what kind of a filter do I need to prevent from being possessed? That I feel like this is now a pertinent question to my life. <laughs> uh, um, but before Castiel casts out the Leviathan, Sam and Dane initially try to bind death and make them intervene in, like, smiting Castiel. Castiel shows up and is like, uh-uh-uh. He breaks the spell and Death was basically like, yeah, I like you guys. So I'm not going to punish you. I don't like these mutilated angels anyway. And that's how we learn that the Leviathan, God's first creations, are inside of Castiel. And not only that, but they were locked in purgatory because God didn't want him want them to eat everything else that he made. Which is interesting, to say the least. I don't know, I like the idea of God's very first creations essentially being this overpowered uh, 
monstrosity because, you know, every writer's first creation is kind of stupid and overpowered. So, you know, he got his Mary Sue stage out of the way and now he's okay. I don't know, because wouldn't you have gotten that out of the way, like, when you built the actual Earth initially? I would hope so. I would start, personally, I would start with a different planet, and then I would practice on something else. Eh, I don't know. Anyway. Um, da 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 <clears throat> Then we have Sam and his whole psychotic break. Because Sam is, like, the most needy person in the world. Oh, no, I'm seeing Lucifer. Oh, no, am I really in hell? Oh, no. (sighs) How were you feeling when Sam started hallucinating Lucifer all of a sudden? I don't know. I kind of rolled my eyes, but I really like the way Lucifer acts when he's in... in Just in general, I like his personality. So, (laughs) I I like seeing him, especially when he... um, he complains about being bored and notice me. I've I've actually used that gif towards my boyfriend when I'm bored. I will send him that gif and I'll be like, I'm bored, pay attention. <laughs> I reference that one constantly. Uh, um, it's interesting to me. But at the same token, like I agree, Lucifer was probably the best part of Sam's whole hallucinations. And Sam is like, oh, is this real? Is this real? Am I still in hell? Is this an escape mechanism? Blah, blah, blah. Well, and part of it is like, I understand him having some kind of baggage from the time his his soul was trapped in hell. I understand that. Dean didn't have baggage. Like, yes, he did. Uh, but no. I feel like the, um, the, the hallucinations were kind of like just an excuse to bring Lucifer's character back. I appreciated that, so... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I like it, but still. Um, well, Dean didn't have hallucinations. Let me say that. He didn't have hallucinations, but he did have baggage. Sure. Well, Dean actually tortured people. Sam was there for a bad week. Sam had a bad week in hell. Well, Dean Sam's, was there 40 years. Sam's soul was there for... How long was that? We established between a few hours and a... No, 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 because Sam's soul... Sam... Sam himself was brought back. His soul was separated in, in hell for a lot longer than that. Right, but he still doesn't have his soul at this point, I don't think. Yes, he does. Does he? Yeah, season seven, he has his soul. Hmm. That's how much I care about Sam. I don't care whether he has a soul or not. I don't know. I don't know. Sam has however many... I don't know. I don't want to do math. <laughs> math is dumb. I, I majored in English for a reason. Like... <laughs> I have a I have a calculator on my phone. I don't need to do math. This is fine. Um, anything else that you want to say about Sam and his hallucinations? Nah. Yeah. Then let's skip around to the Leviathans, and ultimately Sam and Dean find out like, yeah, we can't kill them with the various means that we know how to do. Like nothing works against them. What do we do? We don't know anything. Um, my favorite Leviathan moment, honestly, though, is when Crowley appears before Dick and offers him a partnership, and Dick is like, no, demons are even more pathetic than people, and basically, once the people are gone, we'll wipe you guys off next. (laughs) What were your thoughts on this whole exchange? Um, I liked it, probably because Crowley... I like Crowley. I like his design and I like the I like the way he's portrayed and the actor's very good. 
Um, however, I do think he gets a little too big for his britches sometimes, and having a Leviathan kind of knock him down a couple pegs was very fitting. And, you know, it's it also establishes that demons, some of the worst things humans can face, are nothing compared to Leviathans. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's definitely true. So then, let's go back to... Amy. Amy Pond. And Amy Pond is this woman who is the old crush of Sam's. So ultimately she dies because Sam can't do anything correctly, if I'm being honest. Like Sam is like the worst savior. If you see Sam as your savior, I would be like, I'll take my chance with this monster. Anyway, back to Amy Pond. Amy is this crush of Sam. Did you like her introduction, Adelaide? Um, I was reeling a little too hard on the name, and I'm still reeling on the name. So, especially after recording all of Doctor Who, I'm just like, this is this is bound to be intentional. There's, why are you doing this, guys? You're just <laughs> name dropping at this point for views. Please stop. Eh. <laughs> um, we also find out that uh, Amy is one of the monsters, and. That her son, like, she doesn't kill people, but her son is still going through the change, and he has to have fresh meat in order to survive. So she's been harvesting dead bodies from the morgue. He was sick or something? Yeah, he was sick. Yeah. Yeah, he was just surviving an illness. He, like, went hungry. He was hungry and started attacking people. And basically Sam's like you know what I understand you helped me you protected me from your own mother who was going to kill me because this was Sam's first case alone um and ultimately Amy killed her own mother to protect Sam what were your thoughts on that moment um I appreciated it I I'm such a fan of the monster of any of the monsters that they show, eh, maybe not any, but most of them, uh, within reason, uh, like turning against that monster stereotype and trying to live their lives out within human society and blending in and managing and not, you know, not killing a bunch of people all the time and finding other means to survive. And mm. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. And having her, I mean, I don't necessarily, I don't care about the romance part of that. I don't care if they were cru- if they were lovers. I don't, I don't care. That's it's just a motivation point for them, and I, I prefer the. I I don't know. I just really like the gray areas, so I enjoy seeing her. Um, I enjoy seeing the monsters try to rebel against that nature, and it's a nature versus nurture fight. Can you live out as a human? Could you be? Would you be destined to become a bloodthirsty monster? It's fun. So. I huh. Yeah, I mean. I thought she was okay. I didn't care. I like I, I like I liked that she had a crush on Sam. It was like, no, you can't hurt him. I don't know if I would have killed my mother for Sam. Yeah, I don't think so either. Like, but wasn't it implied she was pretty abusive to her too? It was implied, yeah. But even still, I think I I don't know. It was it was interesting that she was that was the extent she was willing to go. I think I liked um. Oh no, no, I remember, I remember. She was the Kitsune, wasn't she? Yes. Yeah. Stop doing that, Supernatural. Stop it. That's not what a kitsune is. 
Um, and Dean actually catches up with Sam, and Sam basically is like, yeah, I'm letting her go. And Dean is like, um, no, you have to kill her. And then Sam's like, well, you're treating me badly. Like, you're treating me like I'm going to explode, and I can handle my hallucinations. Stop it, Dean. You're being mean to me. I'm going to tell Mom, even though she's dead. That's basically what happened. What were your thoughts on that whole situation, Adelaide? Dean is wrong, and he went back and he killed the the woman behind Sam's back, which, like, eh, give or take that. I don't care. Uh, but killing her in front of her son, that was... I was literally about to get that hat next, oh, but thanks. <laughs> I'll just jump ahead to that. I don't care about the stupid brother stuff. <laughs> um, I find all the time. I'm, I'm done with it. I'm, yeah. Stop. So, as Adelaide said, Dean went back around, killed the, killed the uh, mother in front of her son, even though the son was the one who did it. And the son basically promises the only person he'll ever kill is Dean. So, I don't know why he left the son alive, if we're being honest. That was a that was a fairly young kid. It's not like he was 17. Yeah, no. He, he was... No. And once you decide you're going to kill me, that means that you're coming for me and I need to put a bullet in your head. No, no, no. Person. I don't mean that. I mean, just, I mean him seeing uh, Dean kill... Um, his mother. His mother. Yeah. Okay. That, that's I will what I'm talking that. about, age-wise. Not, not the. Oh, I saved him because he was this age. Because he was basically thinking about uh, Ben or whatever. But yeah, but no. If he's if he's seeing him as Ben, then he's unable to imagine what it'd be like for Ben to watch somebody kill Lisa. Yeah, it was just ridiculous, and I was over it. Yeah, completely. I was not. I was I was done with that. Even like setting aside my my obsession with wanting those gray area monsters, I was really really mad about that whole thing because it that's just in front of the kid. You don't do that. Um no, I would have killed both of them and kept a pushing. Like you know what, you are so right, little whatever your name is. I should not have killed your mother in front of you. Boom, keep it pushing. Sorry, you're dead too now. Like. <laughs> And I get that they don't, like, it's very hard to redeem someone killing children, which is why he didn't do it. Yeah, that's absolutely why he didn't do it. I don't think you can come back from that. It's Well, it's, as a character. Eyes. Yeah, in the viewer's eyes, if once you kill a kid, they write you off completely. But the reality is, if you're going to kill a monster, then kill the right monster. And that was my issue. Because ultimately, the mother didn't do anything except... Like, she was late on giving her kid a hot pocket, basically. Yeah, and she, you know, she was just giving him cough medicine. <laughs> like, she was just a little late, and the kid was like, okay, I can get this myself, thank you. And she wasn't killing the people, she was taking things that from already dead people. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you're gonna kill an actual mo- The kid was the monster, it, based on his logic. The kid was the one who was killing people, the kid was the one, like, that was out there living his best life on dying people. So it, it's really weird to me that they had him kill the mother who was just doing the best she could. And now you left this kid an orphan. Exactly. You left the kid an orphan and then you created the monster you're trying to prevent him to, from becoming. That she was trying to prevent him from becoming. Hmm. But yeah, that that's what bothered me about that whole scene. And that whole storyline. What about you? What are your thoughts? I I hated that. Once Dean was once Dean killed her, I was done. I was really upset about that. 
my problem isn't that he killed her. My problem is that if you're going to kill her, then you wipe out everyone. Yeah, I if am... you're going to maintain that all monsters are evil and you have to kill them, then yeah, you need to kill the kid too. Right. Like, you can't have it both ways. And that's what Supernatural tried to do in this moment, and that's what made me mad. <sighs> anyway, let's go back. So then we have the Leviathans, and they're just out here living their best life. And we find out that they are taking over a bunch of different buildings and they've infiltrated marketplaces. They are just, well, living their best life. Were you surprised that they started to infiltrate human culture? No, I think they're doing it in a way that's way better than the way demons have tried to do it. They are, uh, there's a, there's a fun dystopian aspect to the way that the Leviathans are doing it. They're subtle they're getting their way through other means and they're learning it shows that they know humans better than demons even after not being with yeah them. even after not like being involved they still know them they know how to get through they know how to manipulate them demons just take over and try to and try to run away with it and that doesn't always work well i mean demons are basically based off of lucifer who tried to do that too <laughs> like you tried- just following their dad's lead Right, so, um, ultimately, there's so many things that happen. Sam and Dean face off against Osiris, and basically, Osiris puts people on trial whenever they have regret in their heart or whatever, and Dean gets put on trial, and that's where Sam finds out that Dean killed Amy. Oh, no, Amy, I loved you so much. Oh, oh, um... And then they decide to part ways because Dean is a big meanie head. I don't know. Thoughts. I was mad about Dean killing her too. Again, again, my I was not mad about him killing her. I was mad that he did not kill. Like, I'm. I feel like I've repeated myself, but no, no, I agree with you. I also feel like, to an extent, it's it's another branch of um, supernatural sexism, blaming the mother for actions of the rest of her family, and it's like that's not. Dude, she was the she was the one that you should not have killed here. If your whole point is killing off the thing, doing the killing to protect humans, you killed the wrong one. Mm-hmm. And you did it because she was the adult and you wanted to kill the one that you thought was doing it. And you Well, I, honestly, they I would have I, I think if they would have aged him up a little bit more, then it they would have killed okay. him too. But it wouldn't have had the same impact. I think so too. I also think that I would have rather seen him I would have rather seen the kid aged up have Dean kill off the kid and make an enemy of the mother mm-hmm. and that like reoccur later in some way instead of it being this way because that was just a sour ending on all on all accounts yeah but then Sam's like we're leaving I'm, I, I don't like you boo and Sam and Dean go their separate ways yet again. Were you surprised that they went their separate ways this early in the season? No, because you have to have brotherly drama to continue on, right? That's part of the whole thing. <sighs> you have to have to have some sort of wedge in the relationship, and then they have to they have to bridge that at the end, and their their love and friendship saves the day. Mm. If you have siblings, let us know if you have this much angst in your relationship, <laughs> like. Because I feel like this is very much an episode of Degrassi with supernatural elements thrown in. I think season seven is where it really kicked in, too. Where it was like this, it felt like it had gone off the rails. And it 
previous seasons felt like solid. They felt like they were driving someplace. This one just felt like, okay, we need drama. Let's have Sam and Dean fight over this. And let's have this happening over here. And it just, it didn't feel as planned as the other seasons. And I know it's probably because it wasn't, but still. <laughs> I noticed it, is my point. Uh, we also, uh, then immediately, the next case, Sam and Dean meet up. And they're like, oh, you're here too? What? Well, I guess we can't escape each other. We might as well get back together. Yeah, if you're gonna make a whole point about them splitting up, maybe have it last more than half of an episode. If that. It wasn't even, because they separate at the end of one episode. Okay, so, the like, the theme, the opening title card of one episode is how long they lasted apart. Yes. So, that was a thing, too, that bothered me. Then we had the lovely, the amazing Bobby. And Bobby helps them find Dick, who is the leader of the Leviathan. And he gets shot in the process. And we have a whole episode devoted to Bobby's memories. Because he's in a coma and a reaper is just strolling around with him. Did you like this episode? Kind of, because we don't really see a lot of Bobby's past, so it was it was nice to see what he became, how he became the way he, basically the character that he is. Um, I am not thrilled with their dragging out the death of fatherly figures, though. So I, I'm I'm done. Well, at with least their, you're like, an equal opportunity hater. Like yes. women, they're like they're horrible to women and father figures. Yes, that is true. So basically, parents suck, and they want uh. them all to die. Well, we get to see several of Bobby's different memories. And we also get to see Rufus again, who is basically Bobby's tour guide through his memory for some reason. And Does this emphasize their friendship, which we didn't see much of? Eh, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty good friends with Michelle, but I wouldn't want her touring through my memories. Yeah, there's some personal stuff in there I don't want them seeing. <laughs> Like, the whole, how about the fight between Bobby and his wife before she was killed? Yeah. That's not something you want on display. Like, or your abusive father. Like, it was so many memories that I, I'm good with people not knowing. But, anyway. Were you surprised that Bobby didn't want children and then his wife immediately was killed? Because it's supernatural and that's what they do. Oh, because she wanted to have kids and Bobby's like, no, I don't want to do supernatural that. Supernatural saw that this one wasn't going to become a mother, thus, we should kill her now. <laughs> Instead of waiting until her son was like 12 and then killing her. Well, technically, Sam was still in the crib when his mother died. I know, and then I was his, referencing the demon kid. Then his mother, like, then his girlfriend died exactly the same way. I know, God. <laughs> supernatural please stop um but ultimately bobby like goes through his childhood where he shot and killed his father because that's you know what you want yeah poor kid um and he like goes and tells his father that he ended up with two wonderful sons anyway and that his abusive childhood didn't end his like life and it didn't ruin him and I'm stronger without you dad I don't know 
I'm proud of Bobby for doing that. But on the <sighs> other hand, it's just like, great, you have these two sons. You fought with your wife before she died about not wanting children. And I understand they're not your real children. Eh. I mean, that's basically saying adopted children aren't. They're not biologically yours. Oh, I know. My point is, like, he went, he made this whole big deal about not wanting kids, and then he still ends up with them. But it broke his heart, and it broke his wife's heart, and killed her in the process. Sometimes you gotta die so that others can live. Yes, especially if you're a woman in Supernatural. <laughs> um, But ultimately, the episode ends with them saying Bobby has to let go of life or stay and become a ghost. There's no in-between for him. And it, like, fades to black so you don't know what happens. Blah, 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 blah. Does Bobby become a ghost? Ooh. Of course he became a ghost. There was no <laughs> doubt in my mind about him becoming a ghost. When they faded to black and they had the little clock ticking, I'm like, nah. He's he's gonna become a ghost. They wouldn't They wouldn't hide this like this if he wasn't. See, and I felt the opposite. I was like, they hid it because he's moved on and they don't want us to know. Like, they don't want us to officially believe there's no chance. It's actually kind of funny that we went the opposite ways on that. <laughs> um, But, yeah. Well, my problem was because the reason I felt that way was because Bobby understands. Like, you will become a vengeful spirit. And she said that. There's no doubt. And he's like, maybe I could stop it. You can't stop it, Bobby. You will become vengeful. It yeah, might there's... take longer. I mean, you can try, but... And so Bobby knew. Like, that's a good point. That Bobby knew the outcome, and he's stupidly optimistic and trying to stop it from happening. Mm-hmm. Um, boop, 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 Leviathans are going around town pretending to be Sam and Dean. This <laughs> And committing a large number of crimes whatever, wherever they go. So, Sam and Dean like are like, we have to clear our names. They're committing crimes with our faces. I Strategically, I appreciate that they did this. And I don't know why demons didn't. I love it. <laughs> like, I was, I just, what do you do if you have this huge enemy that is constantly beating you? You impersonate them and ruin the reputation. <laughs> like, why not? I like Exa- Leviathans better. They're smarter than demons. Yes. Like, so the brothers, they meet Frank, who is like the super genius techie guy. And, like, they're like, hey, Frank, give us fake identities. Thanks, Frank. Oh, yeah, I remember him now. <laughs> it's a little um, stereotypical, but I do remember him. So, ultimately, the brothers track um, the Leviathan, and right as they're about to capture them, they are arrested by the local authorities. Uh, Bobby has Jody come, because what's, what's, what's help without Jody coming to help Bobby upstairs? Why was she cleaning upstairs, exactly? I don't know. Like, Wasn't there, didn't they, like, hint that there was something potentially between Bobby and Jody? Yeah, they hinted it, but uh, Bobby, yeah, Jody definitely, Jody could pull better than Bobby. If we're being honest, way better than Bobby. Like that would be a subtle like relationship. Anyway, shut in that only hunts demons and reads book about hunting demons, and then mourns his dead wife. 
Yeah, and never actually goes into the field to hunt demons, but whines about not doing so. Because now he While doesn't drinking. have legs. While drinking heavily. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but Jody is now upstairs cleaning for some reason. Convenient. Be- because woman, I guess. Because I've never seen Bobby cleaning. Don't Have recall seeing house. He doesn't know how to clean. He doesn't even know how to organize bookshelf. Like she comes over to cook and clean. Yeah, that. Jody, <laughs> come on! You're like the one reoccurring female character. Can you? Writers, can you take it up a notch, please? Well, but ultimately, she saves the day with cleaning. Oy. Because <laughs> because some of her soapy water drips down on the Leviathan that Sam and Dean have hostage. And he starts to scream in pain. Okay, the only time cleaning products can be used... As the solution is if they're active, they're A, bleach actively thrown on the thing, or B, a broom whacked against it. Those are the only two things I will accept. <laughs> well, they have the cleaning solution and they're just spraying it on the Leviathan. <laughs> I do like this. I do like the idea that they're defeated by something so simple as what? Ajax soap, but still. <laughs> um, and. Sam, uh, Bobby calls Sam and Dean. And even though they're in jail, they got a phone because jail. And they call Sam, Bobby calls Sam and Dean and basically says, hey, this is how you can slow them down. And they said, just take the head off and that will uh, also stop them until the head heals back on itself. Ew. First ew. (laughs) Well, that would be interesting. That would be epic, honestly. If they're the only thing that could feed you. This is basically the Wizard of Oz. It really is. <laughs> In fact, I believe I said something about I'm melting and melting when I first watched it. <sighs> so, and at least this was a reasonable way for it to happen. They weren't just carrying around their poison. Well, I will say her happening and clean upstairs is stupid since no one ever goes upstairs, but like I really don't think I've ever seen anyone walk upstairs in Bobby's house. I keep forgetting he has stairs because we just see him in the one spot surrounded by dusty old books. And he's also like and it's those were regular stairs. They didn't have the wheelchair connection. So you're not telling me he's going up and down those stairs. Yeah, he is not. Like, I don't know who else is, but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> like unless Sam and Dean are coming to go sleep upstairs in his house like <laughs> and with the amount of motels they stay at I don't think that's happening uh I digress anyway they ultimately um, escape the, Levi- the Leviathan's grass because they find out that one of the FBI agents is Leviathan in disguise so the FBI agent calls to report his failure, and we find out that the lead person's name is Dick Roman, because who doesn't love a good dick? I laughed so hard. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I laughed so hard. Uh. <laughs> okay. 
did you um did you enjoy this whole turn of events? Um, yes, because again, it proves how much just how much more intelligent these leviathans are compared to demons, and they have been locked in purgatory for how many years now? How many centuries? They've they're they're capable. They're smart, and they know how to get what they want, and they're manipulating their way to the top with subtlety. Demons are just... And, and it, you know, they're a valid and intimidating new uh, boss to deal with. Mm-hmm. Like so, basically, demons are blue-collar crimes, and, and Leviathans are white-collar. Yes, and white-collar is much more frightening to me. <laughs> Not gonna lie, that's scary. Uh, this season, we also meet Garth. Who I love. Also, fun fact: the guy who plays Goth is DJ Quill. Like, I was like, he's a DJ. What? That's some knowledge I did not know. That, <laughs> and that's not what you expect from him. Exactly. <laughs> that does explain his background music, though. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like when I saw him, I was like, no way. But yeah, apparently. So. <laughs> Forget Did you like Garth. Garth? I love Garth. He is so entertaining. Like, we meet... I mean, I don't even remember his story, but Garth was amazing. Yeah, Garth is fantastic. I love his, his attitude, his skinny white boy, you know, design. That's fantastic. This season, we also see Sam get married. Did you like Sam's wife? I'm gonna openly state that I have no memory of that, so I'm gonna say no, I guess I didn't. Okay, so... Made a big impact, didn't it? (laughs) So, after a few months of working, Sam and Dean decide to go on their annual trip to Vegas, which I've never seen before, and this is just something the writers came up with. And this is seven seasons that we've seen. So we've seen them for seven years. (laughs) This is an annual trip to Vegas. (sighs) And Sam decides to leave Dean to go camping because he doesn't want to go to Vegas. So, Dean gets a text from Sam that basically says, hey, come to my wedding. And when he gets there, he finds out that Sam is getting married to Becky. Oh, yeah. Now I recall. (laughs) I think the fangirl stuff is weird, and that's probably why I tend to forget it. Uh, So, did you like Sam's wife? Jeez. No. (laughs) I'm afraid she'll like come out of the computer and hit me if I say no. <laughs> um, I like Becky. Like <laughs> as much as I don't want to, I find her amazing. And she's probably one of my favorite things to come out of this supernet. She is literally a fan inside that they've written inside of the series. I agree. I like I like her character design. I just don't like how fangirly she gets sometimes. It's a little creepy and it's a little like you know, heavy breathing down the back of your neck kind of levels of creepy. Creepy? She got a love potion from a demon to make Sam her husband. How is that creepy? Oh, you're right. That's totally normal. Don't mind. <laughs> Let me, I have to go call up my drug, my demon drug dealer and deal with that myself. <laughs> I, I love that you had to put that before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't rape my house, FBI. <laughs> well, you're going to find a lot of cats, but whatever. <laughs> This is just catnip, I promise. <laughs> um, That's legal here, by the way. <laughs> um, 
we find out that the demon is basically just trying to kill Sam and using Becky to do it. And ultimately, Becky is the one who saves the day because she kills one of the demons. And that helps Sam, um, I mean, not Sam, Dean get the upper hand. And then, blah, 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 they pawn off Becky on Garth. That's fair. <laughs> it's all right. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, they do seem like a more suitable couple, but. They kind of do. And I feel like. I don't know. I wouldn't want her in the hunter world, honestly. She's a little too excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also we find out that Crowley is basically keeping the demons away from the Winchesters. So that they can deal with the Leviathan issue. Because now he hates Leviathans. See, I appreciate that. I Because... If you have to fight a bunch of demons, a bunch of annoying little demons all the time, on top of having to deal with leviathans, that would be really annoying. And I kind of would be, um, I don't know, they could have gone two different ways. They could have gone with uh, the Levioth- the demons constantly pe- constantly pestering them, which would get really annoying in episodes. Uh, or or they, And I, I'm glad they chose what they did, because it, one, helps Car- Crowley's character, it endears him to them a little bit more, and... It um, it just keeps the series cleaner because that way you don't have to deal with the demon mess on top of the Leviathan mess. That is definitely true. I like it. I thought Crowley was epic because he's like, yeah, why do you think no demons have been coming after you lately? <laughs> oh, so Crowley, you're the one that smells the Winchester blood and is like, kill it. <laughs> you're at fault here. All right, now we know who's playing. <laughs> Um, so let's jump on over to Kronos. Also, side note, there are a lot of guards who are just defeated by the Winchesters. And I feel like they are minimizing guards. Yeah, actually, that's how I feel too, especially in later seasons like this. Because uh, I, I would call this, you know, mid to late part in the mm-hmm. series. And um, I don't know, I feel like it starts off with, oh my god, these are pagan gods that we have to deal with, and they're they're incredibly powerful. And at this point, we're just like, this is another Monster of the Week episode. We're gonna defeat it. Yeah, it's a god, but eh, what's that mean now? Right, like, because they're killing gods left and right. Also, why don't they have the wrath of other gods? Like, because if you're knocking out people of my family, I would be looking for you. Well, and like, you have angels all over the place. You have the implied other god. I mean, er, you know, the uh, Christian god running around. But, I don't know. I'm, I'm bothered that that, one, that that god is left alone. And and they probably have to do that to some extent without, you know, offending a good majority of the population. Um, but at the same time, you know, other gods are worshipped out there too. And Well, I mean, in the first, in what, last season, I think we mentioned that they killed off, like, seven gods. <laughs> yeah. That, and... I don't know. I don't. I just don't appreciate the minimization. Yeah, I don't appreciate the minimizing these gods as much because oh yeah, it's a dead religion. I don't care. They were still gods. There's still something to be afraid of. Exactly, and they're just like. And my problem is, Cronus is the god of time, so he's like hopping through time and killing people. And ultimately, Dean pairs up with this guy, this old timey hunter, 
and kills Kronos uh, with the help of Sam and Jody. And as Kronos is dying, he says, oh, the future's filled with black ooze and the Leviathans are everywhere. I hope you enjoy Oblivion. So, basically, they used him as a seer versus an actual god. Yeah, and they could have, I don't know. They could have had an actual seer do that. They could have seen do that. They could have had, like, I would find it really hard to kill a demon that's, I'm sorry, not a demon, a god that is hopping through time. The lord of time. Not a time lord, which is also probably equally difficult to kill. But Especially with that whole regeneration thing. Yeah, that's a problem. But <laughs> just in general, trying to get them, trying to kill something that can go through time to avoid you is difficult. Like, I don't even know how that would be possible to kill something like that. And I guess Supernatural does it just because, you know, the Winchesters have to win in the end. Mm, Well, do they win in the end, really? End of season sometimes. (laughs) It's usually Um, a cost with one of them in hell. Or worse. (sighs) We'll get to that at the end of this episode, guys. But, yeah. This was an interesting episode. So, boop, back to the lovely Leviathans. Sam and Dean find out that the Leviathans are working on food additives to render humans complacent and mindless. And I appreciated this episode because we keep getting flashes of Leviathan. And you'll see Dick basically like, yeah, you see this girl? She'll never gain any weight. We don't want her. We want to weed this out of the population. <laughs> I really like this. And I know it's a little bit on the, like, it's a little bit on the body shaming route on both ends of that. But, oh my god, I loved the, well, we're making them complacent, we're making them complacent with food, and we're putting an additive in this food. Oh my god, it was just bashing the hell out of processed foods, and that was funny. Well, I will say this on the body shaming note. They are basically farmers, and as a farmer, you want the fattest product that you can get. So. Well, they did compare them to cattle, didn't they? Exactly. That was the whole point, they were raising cattle. Yeah, so... As far as that, as a, on a basic farming standpoint, I will give him credit. Yes, it was really funny. It, <laughs> it reminded me a little bit in the way Wally does it, but darker and more entertaining. Um, so we find out that um, the burgers, are, the food additive in the burger is making people zombies. And it's starting to make the news. So okay, they well, clo- we have to specify that this is a turducken burger that Dean willingly ate. <laughs> because, ew. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. I'm very much for, like, stuffing food inside of other food. So, I like the idea anyway. But know. In a burger form, though? I don't know. I mean, hey, I'm American. What's more American than a burger? A turducken burger, though? I don't know. I've heard of them doing, like, turducken stuff for Thanksgiving, but in a burger form, it seems a little a little too much. I don't know, because you're basically just grounding up meat, so... I know, but still. Like, it'd be interesting. Like, you have a ground, like, a core... Anyway, stop <laughs> sidetracking us. <laughs> no, it's my job. <laughs> um... The guy who created this, the scientist, I want to say, 
he is basically Bibbs. And in order to punish him, he makes him eat himself. So that's the thing that happened. That was gross and psychologically disturbing. Like, and my question is, what do you do if they don't make you eat yourself? Because like, they, apparently you're going to get eaten. But I wouldn't be eating myself. Like, I would force you to eat me if that was the case. Yeah, and like, that's like making your your cattle, your, like your top breeding cattle, eat itself. Or just some, you're wasting the meat at this point. From their perspective, you're wasting that meat. Well, true. Because everything is edible. To them, For anyway. Them. <laughs> uh, we also have the da, 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 Garth. We already talked about him. Kronos. Chrissy. Let's go to Chrissy. Chrissy is a kid whose father was hunting and never came home. So she called Bobby, but Bobby's dead. So. <laughs> Uh, Sam and Dean show up, even though Dean is like, no, we have to find Dick because he killed Bobby. We must avenge Bobby. And Sam's like, we have to help Chrissy because she's a kid without a dad. When? Whose side did you fall on with this argument? Okay, I don't understand why you're bashing helping a kid. Because, this is my problem. If Bobby is your, basically, he was their father figure. And when John died, they stopped at nothing to get back to this he left ben he was already he's already being hunted by this little kid who's gonna kill him eventually and now suddenly we're like oh i'm supposed to care about chrissy who i don't know and don't care about i mean they can take 20 seconds off of hunting hunting down dick to avenge bobby (laughs) help the small child (laughs) oh i'm very immature but that's hilarious (laughs) (laughs) to say so many things but i'm not gonna (laughs) um but yeah ultimately they decide to help chrissy and um they find her father he's alive but he's being kept by monsters he's captured sam and dean have a conversation with him like yeah you don't want to leave her an orphan blah 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 blah. and he's like yeah she deserves a normal life blah, blah 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 i'm giving up hunting and yeah that's what happens. I don't think it's possible to give up hunting. I feel like once you're in that life, it hunts you, and you just defend yourself. Well, the only reason he said he was gonna give up hunting was because Chrissy already had to kill somebody to save him. Yeah, see, that's still... But at that point, she's already killed somebody. So I feel like once that blood is spilled, then, you know, they're after you as equally as you're after them. Mm. Yeah. This isn't like a nun. You can't just stop cold turkey. Dick yeah. comes for you. Yeah, they're gonna come after you. It's not like... <laughs> it's not like... I don't know. It's not like... I mean, it's not like an addiction where you have to, you know, you have to fight to give it up. You have to deal with the other side coming after you, too. Yeah, and they're not gonna be like, I'm retired now. Yeah, they're um, not gonna no. be like, oh, okay, I'll just go find another hunter. No, you killed their demon buddy. You're gonna get wrecked, too. <laughs> And now the daughter is there too. Like they're not going to be like, "Oh, little Chrissy, we're we're just killing your dad, okay?" Really, even they don't stop at kids. So, I mean, 
It's a noble sentiment. It's unrealistic, but it's a noble sentiment. Like, and I'm telling you, I could not be evil because I would wipe out your whole line without question. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I think it depends Look, on how wronged I felt I was. Oh, no. I'm not leaving anybody. Like, at that point, it's just a punishment factor. You are now being punished. And I would make sure that you are the last one I left as I pick off your entire family. See, I think they'd have to, like, bribe me. I'd want something out of it. I oh, you'd want, want a few like, souls. Yeah. See, I want that. Maybe I could, like, get them together souls for me. I'll, I'll make them employees. <laughs> the Avon strategy. You go get these exactly. souls for me. <laughs> you go get these souls. For each ten souls, I add an extra year to your contract before I take yours. <laughs> Um, but ultimately that's what happens with Chrissy and let's move right along to Dean's daughter. So Dean basically is on the road. He's having a hard time and there's a local woman who says, I have vagina. Would you like to have my vagina? And Dean says, hell yeah. Cause Dean always says hell yeah to that. Like, and also like, because I'm watching the previous episodes, Dean was not getting laid that much. Like, he was just kind of living his best life. Not like, this has to be a lot of testosterone or a lot of jacking off. It's Dean, and we know both happen. Like, but I'm thinking about Sam and Dean. Like, because Sam is like, oh, I have to be in a relationship and I have to be in love with someone and I have to feel this connection, which is nice and all. But you don't stay but around long enough. But hmm? it's unrealistic for their lifestyle. They have exactly. To find, they have to find a couple lady hunters that are going to join them. Right. Or, you like know, it. an angel that happens to really be fond of them. <clears throat> Dean. <laughs> that subtext is there. Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we could talk about that once we get to Castiel again. All right. I don't know how much it's in this season anyway, but Oh, I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna give it to you. It's okay. Okay, good. So ultimately Dean has um he finds out that the woman is an Amazon warrior and they come out to have children and after his night of promiscuity, he had a daughter and now she's trying to kill him because that's her rite of passage. So Dean is like trying to talk her down, like, "Hey, you don't have to do this. I love you. You can, we can help you." Blah blah blah. You don't love her, Dean. You don't even know her. Like, yeah, she's like six. That would be like a kid coming up to me, like, "Yo, you my mama," uh, but I gotta kill you. So, cool. I'm sorry, I don't know you. You're gonna need to take a test to prove that. <laughs> I would think I would remember birthing a child. Well, it be it, it could be one of them Amy type situations. Oh yeah. Poor Amy. <laughs> Wrong show, but still, poor Amy. <laughs> um, but ultimately, the girl confronts Dean, Dean, and he hesitates trying to kill her. So she, as she's about to kill him, Sam comes up and is like, not today, and kills her. So Dean is like, why would you do that, Sam? How could you? That was my daughter. And Dean is like, Amy. And Sam, Sam is like, Amy. And Dean is like, okay, I'll sit quietly in the corner. I don't really feel that they're comparable, but yeah, literally, that was my actual child, and Amy is some random person who you had a crush on fifteen years ago. 
I mean, I understand the the whole concept of well, they're a monster, thus they have to die, and that's what I'm pretty sure that's what Sam's trying to go for there. Well, you killed Amy because she was a monster and she was going to kill somebody. So here you go. But um, Amy actually was actively not trying to kill someone, whereas your daughter was actively trying to kill you specifically. And yeah, also, it's weird. It's all weird. This is my thing too. Okay, not to diminish the male relationship, but. Would you instantly have a paternal connection because someone says, I'm your parent? I wouldn't instantly have a maternal connection because somebody said I'm their parent. I'd be like, um, no. Like, especially if they're trying to kill you. Like, I feel like, uh, I, I, my mother loves me, okay? But if I came at my mother with a knife, her instinct, if she is a basic person, like, she's not out here hunting demons or whatever, her instinct would be to defend herself and disarm me at the very least. Yeah, it's defend not, yourself by any means. And that's why, you know, that's why murder is okay in self-defense. Not to hesitate and be like, maybe I'll let you kill me because you're my child. No! <laughs> like, we can ask questions later after you're not a threat to me. <sighs> anyway, what are your thoughts, Adelaide? I can't imagine being like, oh, yes, you're definitely my child. Let me, yes, just go ahead. Kill me now. No, I'm not. One, you're like what? It's a rite of passage. You're like, what, 16? No, I haven't seen you ever. And go away. You're not my kid. <laughs> the one that raised you is your parent. The one that said, I well, don't know she was a day from. old. Like, he had sex with her. Yeah, I know, but still. Like, so technically, she wasn't raised. She was just there. Just spawned. <laughs> And imagine how quiet that labor would have had to be for him not to hear her giving birth. You know what's funny? I was just thinking about the episode of um, Once Upon a Time that did this sort of very situation. <laughs> With the overnight labor. It's just like, wait a minute. I think we're missing something here. <laughs> and not just overnight labor, overnight growth. Yeah. Like, because like, Dean came back the next day and she was like a, a seven-year-old or something. Yeah, she was just there. Like, and Dean was like, oh, I didn't know you had a kid. <laughs> Why would you, random man I picked up at a bar? Like, I'm not going to tell you I've got a kid. <laughs> like, that was another thing that was really weird to me. Like, because why would you know that? Why did you even come back? Yeah, why are you coming back? You were clearly just a one-night stand. Like, come on, Dean. You know better. You know that. It, it would have been Sam. If, like, if Sam did that, I'd be like, okay, Sam does it. But Dean? Yeah, no. Dean doesn't. I get that he's, like, still stuck on the idea of Lisa or something. But even then, he doesn't seem like he's that stuck on that idea. <sighs> then we also have the Childhood Fears episode. Where children's fears are coming to life because they have horrible parents who ignore their children. Also, let's talk about how this man is taking his sadness because his brother drowned out on other people because he deems them bad parents. And he's taking and, it out on their children in a way, too. Yeah, but my problem with this whole thing is these are snapshot moments. And you're a store clerk. In a snapshot, anybody can be bad. And in a store where kids are screaming for candy, they're going to look bad. Yeah, so, like... Like, kids have tantrums. Kids have tantrums a lot. And it depends on the type of person you are, 
but I'm pretty sure some people who are just parenting their kids and telling them not to act that way would probably look like evil villains to some guy who's some store clerk that is clearly out of his mind. Mm-hmm. But ultimately they are saved because the whole, oh no, my brother's dead. He haunts me because of the thing that I did. I'm sad. Why wasn't he in therapy? Like, these people, like, therapy exists for a reason, people. This is a side tangent, but therapy exists, okay? If you are having issues with serious events that, and trauma that happened to you, please seek it out. Agreed. There are resources everywhere, including the internet. Please go to town. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're there. Yes. And even um, Facebook and Twitter now have, like, readings to see if you need somebody to help. Yeah, what's up with those ads? <laughs> anyway, back on point. <laughs> Supernatural kind of is the show that is like, this is what happens when you don't have enough therapy. Yes. Um. Then we have Bobby, who is a ghost and basically haunting the Winchesters. And we see him with his little flask. And Dean loses the flask and has to go back and get the flask. And Bobby's just sitting there, like, reaching out to him, like, oh, can you feel me? And Bobby's like, oh, they don't see me. I'm sad. How did you feel about that moment? Um, I pitied Bobby a little bit. I thought I thought it was a little weird for Dean to have a memento like that. I know that he Yeah, has... especially as a hunter. Yeah, as a hunter, it feels it feels weird that he would have a memento like that. It feels like he would know better, and it also feels like um, that I don't know. It feels out of character for Dean to keep something like that. I understand mm. that Bobby's just this was a father figure to him, and that they, I mean, obviously they loved Bobby, but I don't know. As a hunter and as Dean's personality, it seemed out of character. For right, because Dean is very much like that's t- that's not. Now, again, I feel like this would be more of a Sam thing. Yeah, if Sam had held on to that, I would have expected that. But even then, I don't think Sam keeps mementos as much. Yeah, it's, I don't know. And as, again, as hunters, this was weird. Maybe if Bobby had been like, here is my special flask that I got when I was 18, please keep it safe at the very last second. Right, like I, I got like, this the day I met you. Like Yeah. <laughs> I was drinking this when your father showed me your your bare-ass baby butt here. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, ultimately, there's a whole big thing, and Sam ends up seeing um, Bobby after there's a ghost that is holding other ghosts hostage. Did you like the premise? Yes. That was really cool. It was very... Um... I want to say the house was creepy, but it it wasn't that bad. I liked it. It was, uh, I liked how they were, um, they were there from all different time frames, weren't they? Like there were some, mm-hmm. from, yeah, that modern was day fun. and then in Victorian times. And then that it was, was a fun. whore. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what do they call her? A lady of the night? Yes, there, she was a lady of the night, but still, <laughs> I like her too. They were all fun. Yeah, she was the best though, because she was like, yeah, uh, we hide from him, blah, 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 blah. And she ultimately helped Bobby. And then, because she helped Bobby, she got destroyed. Of course. So. (laughs) If you're a girl and you go anywhere near the Winchesters or Bobby, you probably die. But I think that they tried to make you feel less for her because she was a prostitute, if we're being honest. Didn't work. Like. Because when I was watching, I was like, yeah, she's really cool. 
He was like, oh, she's the lady of the night. And I was like, as a Victorian time lady of the night, I, it makes sense, if we're being honest. That was probably well, yeah, the most... Still, I don't, I don't the, care if she's the lady of the night. She still deserved... I was going to say life, but she's already dead, so... Well, no. They kill everybody, even if she's not a lady of the night. They killed the mother. They killed his girlfriend. They killed, like, that angel who had sex with Dean. Maybe Dean is the problem. <laughs> like... Like, because he met Sam's girlfriend one time, and then the next day she dies. <laughs> really? We've been blaming Sam this whole time. <laughs> it's just Dean. He carries the stink of demons on him. Anytime he goes somewhere, they just follow him and kill any female thing he's come near. <laughs> well, that'd be a lot of female. Like, because they did try to kill his um, his baby's mother. What was her name? Lisa? Yes. Yeah. They, they mortally wounded her. She was dead until Cassiel came back and was like, not today. So yeah, they try. <laughs> uh, um, But then they see Bobby and they get the code from Bobby and the ghost is destroyed. And then he's suddenly visible to the Winchesters. And at the end, we see a moment of him getting angry. And we also have Dean, who is furious at Bobby because he said it's unnatural and he should have moved on. Oh my God, Dean, no! You, you hypocrite, no! <laughs> I feel like you just smacked him with a paper. <laughs> <laughs> Bad Dean, sit. <laughs> oh, but agree. Like this was very hypocritical. Like it would have been one thing if Bobby, his sheer will, kept him there. And not the flask that they like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I I think that would have made it better too. It was just his willpower that kept him there, but it's still like, it's unnatural. Dean, shut up! Like literally, we deal with supernatural every day. And not only that, you were the one that wasn't gonna. You were gonna like, you weren't gonna go with the Reaper. You've defied death how many times now? You sold your soul and then came back. Shut up! You you weren't allowed to talk about what's natural. <laughs> well, he's a Winchester, so it's different don't care. Neither of them are allowed to say the word natural unless it's preceded <laughs> by super. And then they can say the word. <sighs> um, this season we also meet Kevin Tran who is a prophet of the Lord. And, okay. First, before we go here, let's talk about stereotypes and how they made him a mathlete and he was super into studying. His mother was overbearing. Um, really? This is kind of why we call you racist on top of sexist. <laughs> this kind of stuff is why. <laughs> yeah. Um. Did you like Kevin Tran? I do. I liked his personality. He's very sweet. Eh. I feel like I appreciate him. But I, I, the older I get and the further away from him I am in age, the more I feel like he just needs to shut up and like take the hand that he's dealt. I also feel like, well, I mean, I can see that, but I can also see, like, him being like, I don't want to do this. And we have a lot of them that just kind of suck it up and go with what they've got. And I like seeing him be like, I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to be involved in this. I don't want my family to be in danger. And But my problem is that he's a teenager. And that, too. that seems like, no, you know what I mean? It's teen angst versus a well-formed opinion about why you don't want to be a part of this. 
Like, and I feel like, and maybe that's me watching teenage characters, but when I watch them, it fit, like they feel like it feels like they're rebelling just to say they rebelled. Versus, yeah, I feel like it's probably that way a lot with him. Uh, my my view of him from later seasons is probably tainting it. Um, so I do like I agree. Thinking on this season, it does seem a little bit more of a rebellious act, but. I'll try not to say much more, because I know that later seasons are taking Um, Then let's jump back to Castiel. And Castiel appears just out of nowhere. And he is now Emmanuel. He has no memory of being an angel. He doesn't know anything, and he's working as a faith healer. And Sam conveniently has a mental breakdown from seeing Lucifer and is in a mental institution. Yay. So Dean is like, I'm doing everything I can to save you. I love you. I love you, man. Stay with me. Stay with me. And Meg comes to the mental institution to watch over Sam. I feel like these plots and these characters and these twists occur only when they need them to. Mm -hmm. And like, Meg coming back, that's a, that feels like, that's convenient. Huh, cool. We'll go with that. Um, Sam is, again, dealing with Lucifer sporadically throughout the season. Huh, seems to only occur when we need something to happen. Um, so, I don't know. This is what I mean by the, the season feeling less cohesive than the other ones. So, <laughs> I agree with you. I find it that Meg is it's interesting that she just waited around in the wings to be tagged in. I don't know. She just hangs out. Like She's getting coffee someplace and they just call her in whatever they need. Just they just put the Meg light up in the sky. She's like, all right, I'm coming. Slowly, but I'll get there and I'll just watch from a distance and not do anything. Uh, so Castiel goes and they're fighting in the Mystical Institution because the demons have discovered that Sam is there conveniently when Castiel is on his way. And Cassiel starts killing demons left and right and regains his memories. But now he's guilty because he abandoned Sam and Dean and he caused all this trouble. And he's like, oh, oh, I'm sad. And he's like, I have to run away. I have to leave. I can't be around you. I don't deserve your friendship. You're right, but can we get on, like, can we focus on the task at hand? Yeah, can you not (laughs) run away? Like, I think you're, like, part bird and you've feel the instinct to fly all the time but can you not (laughs) like you came here for a reason i I came to find you for a reason like uh anyway they finally fight their way to sam and a demon is trying to torture him and cassiel steps in and saves him but he's like i can't heal him but i can take on his burden and basically looks at dean like for you i'll do anything to make this right so subtext is there it's right there Come Feel on. free. <laughs> okay, I'm not even a shipper, but the the amount of gay baiting that goes on in this show is outstanding because <laughs> they just like, and that's not a, that's not even in a good way. It's just like they're trying to promise some sort of representation without actually following through with it because they don't want to offend either side, and in the process, they're just dragging out this very will obvious they won't subject. they like yeah. it's the- it's worse than Ross and Rachel, okay. <laughs> It's worse. 
But ultimately, Cassiel takes the place of Sam and deals with the madness because he wants to, like, make it up to Dean. And now he has the visions of Lucifer, and Meg takes a job at the hospital because apparently this hospital isn't fully staffed and is just handing out jobs to random people. I mean, they did just have a bunch of demons attacking, so... Maybe I don't know. This is a this is a good question because if a demon attacks your job, and let's say you're just a basic human being, and a bunch of people just come up and start killing each other, I wouldn't be working there. No, I think I'd leave. So like, yeah, I, probably a vacancy popped up right <laughs> shortly after all that happened, and Meg's like, "Hey, I'm here. Look at my resume. It's great, right?" <laughs> I actually think that's how her interview went. <laughs> like the gist of it, I vaguely recall the interview. But she takes a job to help Castiel and keep people from trying to kill him. And that is Sam. That's the whole Sam, Dean, and Castiel situation. Castiel gives up his life because Dean asked him to. They're together. (laughs) Or they should be. It should be canon. It should be canon. Um, So then Kevin Tran starts um, translating the prophet, I mean the tablets of God, reason information about the leviathans but he's having a hard time with it and some angels come up and be like hey um you're a prophet this is the word hurry up we've got all day what were your thoughts on kevin and his whole like i have to read the word of god i don't know i feel bad for him in a way because it's like that's a lot of pressure and uh, like translating the word of God, that would be a lot of pressure, and that's a lot of life changes to suddenly happen at once. Not really. Uh, I mean, I mean, as a teenager, sure, but like as a basic translator, who I mean, sure, it's the word of God, but it's basically a Bible if we're being honest. And I would just be like, yeah, okay. I don't know. I have to say, as an atheist, I'd be questioning stuff. I'd be like, well, I think I really need to reconsider a lot of things. Eh, I think I have that a couple uh, identity crises, crises <laughs> now and then, and. Well, you can save that for the next prophet. <laughs> Yay. Um, ultimately, Kevin finishes his translation and the angels take him home. And right there, we find out that the angels are killed by the Leviathan, which I don't know why they didn't have more angels. Like, we know Leviathans are on the loose and they want to eat everything. So... So you'd think you'd bring a lot of backup. Yeah, like I would have took all of heaven. Like, yo. Just have them all there. Like on standby. (laughs) Like stationed around like snipers. You've got them. (laughs) We're ready with our angel bullets. We got this. (laughs) We're ready with our Ajax. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, And ultimately, Kevin is forced to translate for the Leviathans because they'll kill his mother if they don't. Then, they, Sam and Dean, they find out that they need the blood of Alpha, um, a demon, and an angel. What were your thoughts on that whole recipe? Uh, it feels very stereotypical to me. And maybe this is just because it's season 7 at this point. Needing the blood of X gets really, really dull. But also I understand that you need these really outrageous recipes in order to, you know, get anywhere in this... Like, you're taking on the big boss here. You need some sort of outrageous recipe for this. 
Hmm. Well, ultimately, we find out that they have all of the ingredients. And when Dick finds out, he says, hey, Crowley, come here. Let me have a conversation with you. I'll give you Canada. And you can have, we take the rest of the world. Are you okay with that? I think my favorite part of that is you can have Canada. It's like, I don't know. That's the memeiest thing he could have said about Canada. <laughs> um, They have a contract and Dean can't summon Crowley. So they find out that there's a garrison of angels that are hiding in heaven because the Leviathan went up to heaven and started eating people. <laughs> uh, um, and they also find out that Castiel refuses to fight anymore, so he won't help them kill Dick. Thanks, Castiel. Like, you're still worthless. Castiel, you started this. This <laughs> is your fault. Get over here. Um, then Bobby starts getting angrier and angrier, and he tells Dean that he has to burn the flask. So, then we have the whole big fight. Cassiel agrees to help, and they start taking out demons that are working for Crowley. They take out the other people, and when they confront Dick in the lab, Dean stabs him through the heart with the weapon, but it doesn't kill him. And Dean... And Castiel hold Dick from behind. Dean, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying so hard to get through this. I can moment. hear it in your voice every time you say it. <laughs> um, they stab him again, and they find out that Crowley has betrayed Sam, and Kevin is now in his grasp, and Crowley is a major threat. They manage to kill off Dick. And Dean and Castiel are plunged into purgatory. Castiel. And then. Go ahead if you had more summary. Yeah, Castiel immediately disappears, leaving Dean alone. Oh, rip. (sighs) What were your thoughts on this final showdown? Um. Well done, Castiel. You just immediately left. Thanks. Thanks a bunch for that. (laughs) <laughs> wow come on you feel guilty enough and you just immediately leave what was that whole thing about making this up and, and like fixing the problem that you created mm. I don't know I like Castiel but come on man yeah and Castiel has like this whole I have undying love for you thing but then immediately leaves and abandons just immediately him. Ditches him like we're in a bad situation run I- away Did you like the season? Uh, yes and no. I feel like, like what I said earlier, without repeating myself too much, it's just, it's not as cohesive and it's not as well thought out as the other seasons prior to this. And I know that season six wasn't planned as much as the first seasons, but it didn't, it didn't feel as disjointed as this one did. Hmm. I agree. Um, I liked elements of it, but in all honesty, this season was very much you could have skipped it. You could have just watched the beginning and the end and kept it pushing, if we're being honest. I appreciated the whole inclusion of the Leviathans, but I think they could have been done better. And um, Castiel and his whole 
Oh, that's what it was. It was the bones of a righteous man. That's what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had like a... They got like the bone of a nun or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> robbing a... Robbing a church crypt seems like a good way to go right to hell, guys. I know Well, you're... they've been there, done that. I know, so. but still. So many times, guys. Come on. Um, But I think that's everything. Anything else that you want to say about this season? Uh, Charlie? Oh, Charlie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I forgot about her. That <laughs> How quickly. can you forget about Charlie? She's awesome. She is. She was a hacker, and she picked up the work that Frank left behind after Leviathan killed him. I mean, she's cool at all, but she plays a, a more major role later on. You shush. She's awesome. <laughs> um, But I think that's about it. <laughs> Anything else? Um, no, I'm good. I'm okay. Good. Thank you guys for listening to <laughs> another episode of Geeks of Machine Supernatural Edition. I am your host, Jasmine. This was Adelaide. Bye, guys. And... <laughs> And we're going to be uh, on different podcasts. Feel free to listen to them. Check us out on Facebook, uh, Overpower Entertainment, and Twitter, op- Real OP Tweets. The website, overpowerentertainment.com. And you can tweet me at OP Jasmine. You can tweet Addie, Adelaide at OP Addie. Is there anything else that you need to mention, Adelaide? Nope. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Ow. Ow. Bigger. <laughs>